This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Tuesday. October 25th, we're 14 days out, two weeks until the midterm elections. And it's looking good for a tsunami red wave. And boy, we got a beautiful day on tap today. We are looking at high in the 70s, blue skies. It's been a great string of Indian summer weather, and we're loving it. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. These are your top five headlines for this Tuesday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. Marco Rubio staffer viciously attacked by four assailants while canvassing for senator. From the Daily Caller, Republican Senator Marco Rubio of Florida claimed that multiple assailants attacked and seriously injured a canvasser backing the senator Sunday night. Hialeah police arrested one suspect Monday, according to the Miami Herald. Rubio posted photos of the canvassers wearing a T-shirt from the Rubio campaign on a gurney that loaded him onto an ambulance. Marco Rubio, last night one of our canvassers wearing my T-shirt and a DeSantis hat was brutally attacked by four animals who told him Republicans weren't allowed in their neighborhood in Hialeah, Florida. He suffered internal bleeding a broken jaw, and will need facial reconstructive surgery. Okay, well, uh, these people are are nuts. Uh, These are sick people, and I can't just blame this all on the Democrats because everybody has evil in their hearts. When you really look at the overall picture, it really is the Democrats that are the violent ones. They're the ones that support the Antifas and the Black Lives Matter and did nothing about the riots as they burned down cities like Minnesota and Philadelphia. They're really the violent ones, although they accuse the Republicans for being the violent ones. But you don't see the Republicans out burning cities down, but you do see the Democrats doing that. And unfortunately, this is a terrible tragedy for that canvasser that was just trying to get out and do his constitutional right for voter integrity and voter free speech. And he had to suffer a brutal attack by four animals, as Marco Rubio most eloquently explained the situation. So we pray for pray for that uh, that individual and also Marco Rubio's re-election. All right, headline number four: Arizona Democratic candidate Katie Hobbs runs away from debating Carrie Lake. Katie Pavlich, Arizona Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, is again slamming Democratic opponent and Secretary of State Katie Hobbs after she refused to show up for a long-held debate on Sunday evening. Earlier in the day, Hobbs was pressed by reporters about why she's refusing to get on the debate stage and explain her positions to the voters. Hobbs bumbled through her answers, claiming she's doing enough to get her message out through interviews. Carrie Lake, as you can see, Katie Hobbs did not attend the debate today. In doing so, Katie put a permanent end to a 20-year tradition that was so loved by the people of Arizona. Katie Hobbs is a debate denier and a coward. Trafalgar Group, 49.2% 
for Kerry Lake, 46.4% for Katie Hobbs. All right, we're keeping a close eye on this race. Kerry Lake is a superstar. She's going to be a, a good candidate for president at some point, maybe a, a down ticket in 2024, maybe a DeSantis Lake ticket might be a nice combination or even a Trump Lake combination. Whoever runs for president in 24, she's a very good candidate. Depending on how she governs, she did come out of the media. We'll have to see how she does when it comes to actually governing. But that's good news. That's good news. She is very much hitting all the points on immigration, the economy, and crime. And she's uh, leading in the polls. So way to go, Carrie. All right, headline number three. John Fetterman campaign sends memo to reporters stating a debate stage is not his format. From the Daily Wire, the campaign behind Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman's bid for the Senate admitted on Monday that expectations for the Democratic nominee are low as he prepares to debate his Republican rival, Dr. Mehmet Oz. In an email to reporters, the Fetterman campaign acknowledged that this isn't John's format arguing Oz has a distinct advantage because of his career as a television host. From the town hall, the ultimate momentum has come in the past few days with one Fox 29 Insider Advantage poll showing the candidates tied and another poll from WIC Insights even showing Dr. Oz ahead. The poll shows Dr. Oz leading with 49.1% of the vote among likely voters compared to Fetterman's 44.6%. From Sink. WIC Insights, PA poll, Oz 49.1%, Fetterman 44.6%, someone else 3.4%. Uh, the reality is, is uh, Fetterman should just drop out. He's not, uh, he's not up to running for Senate office. He's got some serious problems. Unfortunately, the man had a stroke. But more, more importantly than that, his ideas are so radical. He's against keeping criminals in jail. He wants to let them all out. He's destroyed the cities that he's run as a mayor. He's a radical far leftist. And it's also been uh, mentioned that his wife would be his surrogate. And she's even further left than Fetterman is. So the American people, and especially those in Pennsylvania, need to realize that Fetterman's vote is really you're voting for his wife, who's uh, probably left of uh, Bernie Sanders. That's not a good matchup. We can't have these kind of people running our government. Already you can see the destruction the Democratic Party has created just in two years under the Biden administration. And enough is enough. You got to go. All right, headline number two. Poll shows Republicans believe Ron DeSantis has more influence over GOP than Donald Trump. From the Washington Examiner, more Republicans believe Florida Governor Ron DeSantis should have a great deal of influence over the party compared to former President Donald Trump, highlighting a seeming shift in loyalty ahead of the 2024 presidential election. About 72% of Republican voters say DeSantis should have a great deal or good amount of influence over the party's direction compared to 64% who said the same about Trump, according to a recent ABC News IPASOS poll. Democrats have more expansive pool of politicians. They want to have an influence over the party, with 81% wanting former President Barack Obama leading the party, followed by President Joe Biden, 69%, and Vice President Kamala Harris, 65%, and Senator Bernie Sanders, 
Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren at 63%, and New York Representative Andrea Orcosio-Cortez Sandy at 56%. Well, DeSantis is great. He's good on the stump. He's uh, very clear on his messaging, and he's uh, running Florida very well, and he just chewed up Charlie Crist running for Senate down there in Florida. So he's a great debater. He'd be a great president. And it'll either be him in 24 or Trump. And if uh, Trump uh, wins re-election, then we'll definitely see DeSantis in 2028. So it's good news. We're uh, on a roll. Republicans are taking back the seats of power, the reign of power. And it couldn't be at a better time. All right, headline number one. GOP gaining ground in key gubernatorial races. From the Daily Wire, Nevada Democratic Governor Steve Sisolak is trailing his GOP opponent by nearly six points in a new Insider Advantage American Greatness poll almost two weeks out from Election Day. Sisolak has struggled to overcome significant Democratic headwinds in the final weeks of his campaign for re-election. Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo his Republican opponent has run even with or beaten Sisolak in every poll since August, according to a tracker by 538. The election analysis outlet has Lombardo leading Sisolak 46 to 44.4 percent in its polling average. The poll measured Lombardo's support at 48.5 percent and Sisolak's at 42.8 percent. Just the news, Michigan GOP gubernatorial nominee Tudor Dixon is now tied with Democratic incumbent Governor Gretchen Whitmer less than three weeks before Election Day, according to a new poll. The Michigan News source Trafalgar poll released Sunday shows Dixon with 47.9% of the vote compared to 48.4% for Whitmer. All right, well, that's uh, the we're seeing it. The wave is coming. It's, it's starting to build out on the... Um, cresting out there on the horizon and it's uh, starting to build up and we're seeing it getting bigger and bigger and that momentum is coming in and uh, it's looking like a tsunami it's we thought it was just going to be a a little wave but whoa it's getting pretty high here better take some cover better get down in the basement and better put out some sandbags because this uh, tsunami is uh, starting to build up and we're going to see it crest on November the 8th so get yourself ready get out Bring your friends, bring your cousins, bring your grandma. Everybody go out and vote November 8th because your life and the American dream relies on it. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.